Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Aprita Madhavi Mataji from Bangalore. And today Mataji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 3, Verse 23. Hare Krishna Mataji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Hare Krishna Mataji, are you there? Mataji, I can see you, but I can't hear your voice. Hare Krishna, Rupini Mataji, can you please message her? Hare Krishna, <laughs> please, yeah, accept Hare Krishna. please accept my humble obeisances or glory Srila Prabhupada. Actually, uh, I thought my earphones were not working and I started searching for another earphone and uh, then I realized after I put the other earphone, probably I was on mute. In a hurry, I forgot to unmute and I was, I was trying to talk to you all. Please accept my humble obeisances. I'm so sorry. All glory to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Yes, we can start with Canto 6, Chapter 3, Verse 23. Let me start the prayers. Narayanam Namaskritya Naramchaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojaya Mudirayu Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sivaya Bhagavatyuttama Shloki ಭಕ್ತೈರ್ಭವತಿಷ್ಟಿಕ್ರಿಮತಿಷ್ಟಿಕ್ರಿಮತಿಷ್ಟಿಕ್ರಿಮತಿಷ್ಟಿಕ್
My dear servants, who are as good as my sons, just see how glorious is the chanting of the holy name of the Lord. The greatly sinful Ajamila chanted only to call his son, not knowing that he was chanting the Lord's holy name. Nevertheless, by chanting the holy name of the Lord, he remembered Narayana, and thus he was immediately saved from the ropes of death. Purport by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. Um, there is no need to conduct research into significance of chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. The history of Ajamila is sufficient proof of the power of Lord's holy name and the exalted position of a person who chants the holy name incessantly. Therefore, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advised, Harer Nama Harer Nama Harer Namaiva Kevalam Kalau Nastyeva 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 Gatiranyata In this age of Kali, no one can perform all the ritualistic ceremonies for becoming liberated. That is the extremely that is extremely difficult. Therefore, all the Shastras and all the Acharyas have recommended that in this age one chant the holy name. So you see, Prabhupada is saying that Ajamila's case is sufficient proof for the power of the holy name. But generally what people um, or even devotees feel is okay, Ajamila was delivered just by his chanting once. And because his chanting was offense, uh, offenseless, who knows our chanting may be offensive. Who knows whether we will go back to Godhead or not. It means people um, and even devotees sometimes doubt the power of the holy name. So for that doubt, we are going to get the answer right in the next verse. In this verse, Prabhupada is just saying that for Kali Yuga, Hare Krishna Mahamantra is the best. So we... If, if somebody is chanting the holy name, see Prabhupada says, the history of Ajamila is sufficient proof of the power of Lord's holy name and the exalted position of a person who chants the holy name incessantly. You see, Prabhupada is saying that, you know, the position of somebody who is chanting incessantly, that person's position is exalted. And even people like Ajamila, if you chant once, you know, um, how it can be so powerful yeah he was not she didn't chant just once it was his son's name so he was always calling son's name always out of fondness for the child he was always calling um however we may feel that uh, but we are also always chanting we are not chanting at the last moment you know um at the time of death we are daily chanting and we are uh, and we are not uh, chanting not knowing that krishna is supreme he didn't uh, he didn't think that Narayana is supreme and he didn't chant. He just chanted his son's name. So, but um, but still, you know, he got the benefit. So what to speak of those who are chanting daily for the sake of chanting, for the sake of keeping up the promise to Guru. Uh, and what to speak of those who are trying to chant attentively, knowing that it is Lord himself coming and so it's our duty to please him. What to speak of those? So, um, you know, we are actually at a much higher position. And if you want to know that, um, you know, uh, when somebody is chanting, you know, this chanting 
and a sinful nature. I am surprised, but I am saying what Vishnu Chakra Thakur is saying. You know, in his commentary on um, Bhagavad Gita, ninth chapter, verse number 30 and verse number 31 is very, very interesting. Um, if you hear that, you will be shocked. Uh, you know, that um, then you will know that, you know, you all you have to do is, as Prabhupada said, just stick to the tree of Krishna consciousness. Like a raw mango that is stuck to the tree, simply it has to not, it doesn't have to do anything. You just have to stick to the tree of Krishna consciousness. Then it will ripen one day. It will ripen one day. Like that, if we simply stick to chanting 16 rounds as attentively as possible and follow four regulative principles and do whatever seva we are able to do. Even chanting is a seva. Even reading and hearing is a seva. And as many Sunday feasts that we can attend by going to temple or online like you are doing now, this online temple, anything, it is a seva. So whatever, as many sevas as we can do, that is enough to take us back to God. Because Prabhupada has promised and I get strength to say that from um, uh, not just Prabhupada's promise but also Vishnu Chakravati Thakura is saying that in ninth chapter, Sarat Darshini of Bhagavad Gita, 30th verse and 31st verse. I will just read it out, but I will not explain because it is self-explanatory. So please hear it attentively. Because this is not from Srimad Bhagavatam, it is from Bhagavad Gita. This is 9th chapter, verse 30 says, Apichet sudura acharo bhajate mama nanyanyabhak sadureva samantavya samyag vyavasito hisaha Means, even if the most sinful person worships me with no other desire than to please me, I consider that person to be my devotee since he has fixed himself completely in me. Now, generally in ISKCON, there are so many people, so many youngsters, they, um, they come to Krishna consciousness because uh, um, they are taught by devotees, you know, who are youth pre preachers, etc., and they feel attracted by prasad or by their trips to dham or by some personalities but they have their own addictions they may be having girlfriends and they may be doing things they should not do um, but they will be also chanting now can both things go hand in hand yes sometimes yes you know and many devotees you know we may be having our weak areas we may be reading literatures that we should not read and we may be also reading Srimad Bhagavatam so our devotional life is going nicely and at the same time our um, material life also may be going nicely because they both don't contradict one another recently I came to know that when I was discussing with the devotee and the devotee told me to read this and I was shocked so I will now read it for you what Vishnu Chakrati Thakura comments on this 30th verse my 30th and 31st you will hear now my attachment to my devotee is my very nature Krishna is saying that that attachment does not decrease even if the devotee commits wrong for I make him come up to the highest standard Krishna is saying that uh, if someone with bad conduct addicted to violence thievery or adultery Sudurachara worships me and worships no one except me and does not follow any other processes like karma or jnana and has no other desire than me. He is my devotee. Means all of you devotees, you people are not worshipping anybody else. 
but if if you have some habit of doing something wrong then still you will still be attached to the 16 rounds and attached to this Krishna conscious way of life still parallelly you may be having your other um, you know addictions which may not be so great then what is Krishna's opinion this is what is Krishna's opinion that you see um, but considering his bad conduct how is he a devotee? This is Vishnu Chakra Thakura writes like this. He asks questions and he answers. Because how he used to write is, uh, I, I learned that these Acharyas, they get revelations in the heart. They get their questions, but they get answers from the Lord. So that is why he is putting it as, uh, you know, how like Arjuna's face may be showing a question and Krishna may be answering. What makes Arjuna say next verse? What makes Arjuna say next sentence? Like that. So it is as if, you know, as if Arjuna is asking a question, you know, that. but uh, considering his bad conduct, how can you call him a devotee? Like that, Arjuna is asking, like that, Vishnu Chakra Thakura is writing. So, Krishna is um, explaining to him, like that, Vishnu Chakra Thakura is saying, that he is to be respected, Mantavya, that is why that word Mantavya has come. He is to be respected as a devotee, because of his devotee qualities. It's a command. Not doing so is an offense. My order is the authority. Like that, Krishna is saying, with the word Mantavya, that is the, uh, I mean, why did Krishna use the word mantavya? It is to clear that kind of a doubt, saying, if somebody is having a bad conduct, how is he a devotee? If somebody gets a doubt like that, then Krishna is clarifying it by saying, he is to be respected, mantavya, as a devotee, because of his devotee qualities. It's a command. Not doing so is an offense. My order is the authority. So then, um, so then Arjuna is asking, you know, like that Vishnu Chakra Tathakra is feeling. So he should be considered a devotee in that portion where he is worshipping you. And as a non-devotee in that portion where he is committing adultery, right? Like that Arjuna is asking, like that Vishnu Chakra Tathakra is writing. And so Krishna is answering again with the verse, you know, 9th chapter, 30th verse, by using such words. Like that Krishna is saying, see, no. He should be considered as a devotee. Eva, the word Eva says that. No, he should be uh, considered as a devotee in all his parts. You should not see his bad qualities at all. He is completely convinced. Samyak vyavasitthitaha. Samyak vyavasitthitaha means um, he is completely convinced. He makes a splendid resolution. I will go to hell for my sinful reactions sinful actions which are hard for me to give up but I will not give up dedicated worship of Krishna means these devotees like all of you you know even if you have some um, unwanted um, habits or natures you all will have a strong desire that I will not give up Krishna worship I don't want to give up Krishna worship I want to always chant 16 rounds daily. I want to chant. These desires we will have. Even if we have a desire, I mean, even if we have the habit of browsing internet and watching videos that are time-killing videos um, and things like that, um, or spending some time on sense gratification, even if we have, then also if we are really uh, attached to doing our 16 rounds, if we are really attached to attending such morning sessions, then Krishna is saying, even if we are doing anything abominable like adultery or violence or thievery, even then we should be, means, um, this kind of devotees, you know, should be considered as devotee only 
even when he is doing thievery, even when he is doing chanting, like that, you see. I was shocked. And then in 9th chapter 31st verse, you see, what is the verse? Kshipram bhavati dharmatma shashvat chantim nigachati kaunteya pratijani hi name bhakta pranashyati. Its translation is, according to Vishnu Chakritakura, the translation is, very quickly he becomes a righteous person and becomes completely devoid of contamination. O son of Kunti, please declare that my devotee never perishes. And there is a little long purport which is very interesting. So I will read out to you. Again with Arjuna's questions, Krishna's answers. Arjuna's question, Krishna, Krishna's answers. So here Arjuna is asking, How can you accept the worship of such a sinful person? How can you eat the food and drink offered by a heart contaminated with lust and anger? So Krishna is saying, Very quickly he becomes righteous. The present is used and not the future to express the fact that having committed sin by remembering the Lord, he becomes repentant and thus very quickly becomes righteous. Oh, how unfortunate I am. There is no one as low as I, bringing bad name to the devotees. Repeatedly, Shashwat, the word Shashwat indicates that he feels completely ni for nitaram, you know, disgusted. Shantim with his actions, you see. Means these particular words like Shashwat, Nitaram, Shantim, these words indicate that he feels repeatedly, you know, disgusted with his actions. I have seen personally some devotees, they feel really guilty, but they are not able to give up their weaknesses, you know. But they are uh, sincerely chanting. So their sinful natures don't impact their chanting, you know. Um, but offenses do impact. Like if we hurt devotees, that will take away our taste for chanting. So we should not do offense, but helplessly, if somebody is, um, you know, um, uh, spending too much of time watching football or too much of time uh, playing chess, which are all not accepted in Krishna consciousness, they are not offending anybody. On internet, they are losing time, they are killing time. Means it is their habit. They are not able to come out of it. They are chanting, but they are not able to come out. Such, such people I am talking about. Uh, but, uh, you know, Krishna says even killers, I mean, even uh, sinners, even thieves. But he does not say offenders of devotees. That is the point that we must note. So we should not harm devotees, but if we have our weak habits and um, which we want to give up and when we are not able to give up, as long as we are not able to give up, we will be, as long as we are, we are feeling guilty and we are trying to endeavor to give up, but not able to give up. Like for example, my weakness is that when I chant, my mind goes here and there many a times. If I have to chant fast, if I have to chant slowly by hearing every word, then it takes for me around 4 hours for 16 rounds. That way if I am chanting, I am able to chant quite well. But if I have to chant fast, that's when my mind goes a bit here and there. And I feel regret. I feel the pain. Why my mind is going here and there? Why I am not having taste to focus? You know, my mind regrets. So like that, generally devotees' hearts, that regrets. For their mistakes, they regret. So what happens to such devotees is Krishna is saying that very quickly he becomes righteous. And then he says, or the use of the present case, Vishnu Chakritakra is writing, can indicate that in the future he will develop righteousness fully. But even right now, it exists in a subtle form. After taking medicine, though the destructive effects of fever or poison remain for some time, it is not considered to be a serious condition. 
Thus, with the entrance of bhakti in his mind, the sinful actions are not taken seriously. And the traces of sin, such as lust and anger, should be considered insignificant, like the biting of a toothless snake. Thus he attains nigachati. The word says, you know, thus he attains nigachati, complete cessation of lust and anger, shantim. Permanently, Shashut means he saying, thus he attains complete cessation of lust and anger permanently. That is why the words Nigachati, Shantim and Shashwata are used. Then, then Vishnu Chakratagra says, in Nigachati, Ni stands for Nitaram completely. This means that even during the stage of having tendency to commit sin, he has a pure heart. Because I have seen some devotees who have a tendency to commit sins, they are doing it as if helplessly. They are not able to um, withdraw themselves, so they are ending up into things which they should not, you know. And so they have they have that guilty feeling also. So it says, if he eventually becomes righteous, there would be no argument. This Krishna Arjuna is asking again. If he eventually becomes righteous, there will there would be no argument. However, if a devotee is sinful right up till his death. What is his position? Arjuna is asking, like that Vishnu Chakratagra is writing. Then it's all happening in the mind. It's not a part of uh, Bhagavad Gita verse 32 or 33. It is the expression for verse 31 itself, like as if Arjuna is asking questions. So for Arjuna's questions sake only, as if Krishna is putting these words in this verse, like that. The Lord, affectionate to his devotees, then speaks loudly with a little anger, O son of Kunti, my devotee is never destroyed. At the time of death, he does not fall to a lower position. Then, again, Arjuna is talking, but arguers with harsh tongues will not respect this. And Krishna is saying, Krishna then encourages the worried, lamenting Arjuna, O Kaunteya, going to this squabbling assembly with the tumultuous sound of drums, throwing your hands in the air, you should fearlessly declare this. So as if Arjuna is asking, declare what? Krishna is, as if Krishna is saying, declare that my devotee, the devotee of the Supreme Lord, the devotees of everyday chant group, though committing sin, does not perish, but rather reaches success. Arguments defeated. <laughs> this, all, this is all uh, Vishnu Chakrata's words, only I added that. Everyday chant group word, they're extra, that's all. Arguments defeated, pride deflated. They should undoubtedly respect you as a guru. This is Sridhar Swami's explanation, says Vishnu Chakra But why does, again Vishnu Chakra continues, but why does the Lord order Arjuna to declare this when he could do it himself? Personally, he will say later, Mame Vaishya Satyam Te Pratijane Priyosime. So he's also going to declare. But now he is asking Arjuna to declare. When I declare to you that you will truly come to me for you are very dear to me, he declares like that in Bhagavad Gita 18 chapter 65th verse. In the same way, why does he not now say, I declare Kaunteya that my devotee never perishes, does not perish. The reason is explained here. Lord is considered as follows. Being affectionate to my devotee, and not tolerating even a slight degradation of my devotee, I will under all circumstances uphold the declaration made by my devotee. Whereas, I can break my own promise and accept criticism of myself just as in breaking my own promise in fighting with Bhishma. 
I fulfilled Bhishma's promise. Thus, hearing a declaration from my mouth, the materialistic disputers will laugh. But they will accept Arjuna's declaration as if it were written on a stone. Therefore, I will have Arjuna make the declaration. And thus, one should not accept the statements of the falsely intelligent persons who after hearing about Ananya Bhakti, even of the greatest sinner, think that this declaration made by the pure devotee cannot apply in cases where attachment to wife and children, attachment to sinful acts, attachment to lamentation, illusion, lust, anger and other despicable qualities manifest. So this is the explanation coming from Vishnu Chakra Thakura in the book Saratha Darshini which is a commentary written on Bhagavad Gita. So I read this for um, you all to get the conviction fully that actually once you become a devotee if you are daily simply chanting that is enough you know if you are simply daily chanting that is for sure going to take you back to Godhead no matter what kind of a devotee you are whether you are um, having tendency to sin whether you have um, tendencies to um, just kill time and um, use time for sense gratification no matter what you are doing you know as long as you are not harming devotees as long as you have respect for devotees and um, as long as you are sticking only to Krishna as long as you are very sincere about doing your 16 rounds then no matter what happens Krishna is going to um, going to take you back to Godhead but then uh, why should we follow regulative principles Yes, if, if we follow regulative principles, we will be very peaceful in our Krishna consciousness. If we don't follow, to the extent we don't follow, we will really suffer. And, uh, you know, in Kali Yuga, the only way of keeping us safe is following regulative principles. So we should follow. But what if someone is not able to follow and if he accidentally keeps slipping, such people will be protected. That, you know, like how Ajamila was protected. That, that's what is told in Vishnu Chakra Thakura commentary and this. However, I would, I would recommend that, you know, we are all um, quite good at following regulative principles and we are all quite good at doing our 16 rounds. So we should just stick to where we are and we should try to keep endeavoring to improve. And why this is all explained is to say that we don't have to look down upon other devotees if they have problems following regulative principles, if they have problems doing any limb of devotional service, we don't have to look down upon because Krishna is going to personally take care of them. Like how Arjamila was taken care of. It's not that only Arjamila it happened, for us it may not happen, not like that. It will, it, it works, if it works for Arjamila, it works for everybody. All we have to do is we have to chant our rounds daily. So now the next verse, um, 6th canto, chapter 3, verse number 24. Itavatalam aga nirhara nirharanaya pumsam sankirtanam bhagavato guna karmanam nam vikrushya putram agavan yadajamilopi narayana neti narayaneti mriyamana iyaya muktim translation canto 6 chapter 3 verse 24 therefore it should be understood that one is easily relieved from all sinful reactions by chanting the holy name of the lord 
and chanting of his qualities and activities. This is the only process recommended for relief from sinful reactions. Even if one chants the holy name of the Lord with improper pronunciation, he will achieve relief from material bondage if he chants without offenses. Ajamila, for example, was extremely sinful, but while dying, he merely chanted the holy name, although um, Although calling his son, he achieved complete liberation because he remembered the name of Narayana, purported by Srila Prabhupada, Chai Srila Prabhupada. In the assembly of Raghunath Das Goswami's father, Haridas Thakura confirmed that simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord, one is liberated, even if he does not chant completely inoffensively. This is another big a big bomb actually. So far we heard that one has chant offenselessly. Then you know one goes back to God even if they chant once. Here it says even if he does not chant completely inoffensively. Smartha Brahmanas, I continue with the purport of Prabhupada. I just wanted to bring this line to your notice. That's why I um, commented in between. The first sentence is very very um, uh, surprising for devotees. I repeat the first sentence of Prabhupada in the purport. In the assembly of Raghunath Das Goswami's father, Haridas Thakura confirmed that simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord, one is liberated even if he does not chant completely inoffensively. Smartha Brahmanas and Mayavadis do not believe that one can achieve liberation in this way. But the truth of Haridas Thakura's statement is supported by Many quotations from Srimad Bhagavatam. In his commentary on this verse, for example, Sridhar Swami gives the following quotation Sayam Pratar Grinan Bhaktya Dukkagramadvimuchyate. That is, if one always chants the holy name of the Lord with great devotion in the evening and in the morning, one can become free from all material miseries. Another quotation confirms that one can achieve liberation if one hears the holy name of the Lord constantly every day with great respect. Anudinam idam adarena shravan. Another quotation says, which means, um, I just like to add my comment here, that is, um, you know, is people have a habit of switching on Prabhupada's Hare Krishna Mantra and keeping it all 24 hours on. So if whenever they walk and... Um, Whenever their minds are free, if their attention goes to hearing of Prabhupada's uh, japa with great respect, if they are hearing, then see, then what happens? That's what this sentence says in what Prabhupada purposes. Another quotation confirms that one can achieve liberation if one hears the holy name of the Lord constantly, every day, with great respect. Anudinam idam adrena shravan. Another quotation says, we are reading the purport again. Quotation says, Shravanam Kirtanam Dhyanam Harer Adbuta Karmanaha Janma Karma Gunanam Cha Tadarte Kila Chestitam One should, which means, one should always chant and hear about the extraordinary, wonderful activities of the Lord. One should meditate upon these activities and one should endeavor to please the Lord. That is Bhagavatam 11th canto 3rd chapter 27th verse. Sridhar Swami also quotes from the Puranas Papakshayas Papakshayas cha bhavati smaratham tam 
aharnisham one can become means one can become free from all sinful reactions simply by remembering the lotus feet of the lord day and night the word aharnisham says day and night furthermore he quotes from bhagavatam 6th canto 3rd chapter 31st verse tasmat sankirtanam vishnur jagan mangalam amshaha amhasam mahatam api kauravya vidhi aikantika nishkritam all these quotations prove that one who constantly engages in chanting and hearing one who constantly engages in chanting and hearing of the holy activities name fame form of the lord is liberated as stated wonderfully in this verse etavatalam aga niharanaya pumsam simply by uttering the name of the lord one is freed from all sinful reactions the word alam which is used in this verse indicates that simply uttering the holy name of the lord is sufficient this word used with different imports as stated in the amarakosha dictionary the most authorized dictionary in sanskrit language alam bhushana paryapti shakti varana vachakam the word alam is used to mean ornament comma sufficiency a power and restraint here the word alam is used to indicate that there is no need of other processes for the chanting of the holy name of the lord is sufficient even if one chants imperfectly one becomes free from all sinful reactions by chanting the power of chanting the holy name was proved by the liberation of ajamila when ajamila chanted the holy name of narayana he did not precisely remember the supreme lord instead he remembered his own son at the time of death ajamila certainly was not very clean indeed he was famous as a great sinner furthermore one's physiological condition is completely disturbed at the time of death and in such an awkward condition it would certainly have been very difficult for ajamila to have chanted clearly nevertheless ajamila achieved a liberation simply by chanting the holy name of the lord therefore what is to be said of those who are not sinful like ajamila it is to be concluded that with strong vow one should chant the holy name of the lord hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare for thus one will certainly be delivered from the clutches of maya by the grace of krishna the chanting of the hare krishna mantra is recommended even for persons who commit offenses because if they continue chanting they will gradually chant offenselessly by chanting the hare krishna mantra without offenses one increases his love for krishna as stated by shri chaitanya mahaprabhu prema pumarto mahan one's main concern should be to increase one's attachment to the supreme personality of godhead and to increase one's love for him in this regard shrila vishnu chakravarti takura quotes the following verse from shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 chapter 19 verse 24 evam dharmair manushyanam 
उद्वात्मनी वेदिनाम मई संजायते भक्ति कोन्योर्तो स्या वशिष्यते मीन्स माइडियर उद्धवा the supreme religious system for human society is that by which one can awaken his dormant love for me. Commenting on this verse, Srila Vishuna Chakravarti Thakura describes the word bhakti by saying premai vokta ka anya artha asya. In the presence of bhakti, what is the necessity of liberation? Srila Vishnu Chakras Thakura also quotes this verse from Padma Purana. Nama Parada Yuktanam Namanyeva Harantyagam Avishranti Prayuktani Tani Evarta Karani Cha. Even if in the beginning one chants the Hare Krishna mantra with offenses, one will become free from such offenses by chanting again and again. Papakshayascha bhavati smaratam tam aharnisham. One becomes free from all sinful reactions if one chants day and night following the recommendation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <coughs> it was Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who quoted the following verse Harer nama, harer nama, harer nama iva kevalam kalau nastyeva, nastyeva, nastyeva gatiranyata. In this age of quarrel and hypocrisy, the only means of deliverance is chanting the holy name of the Lord. There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. If the members of Krishna consciousness movement strictly follow this recommendation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their position will always be secure. See, from all this, what we must understand is just one thing, which is what mm -hmm. Prabhupada says at the end. That is, if the members of Krishna Consciousness Movement strictly follow this recommendation, which recommendation? Chant the Holy Name. That recommendation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their position is always secure. Now, um, I wish to actually read the commentary of Vishnu Chakravati Thakura on this same verse because Prabhupada has given um, this much of detail, um, you know, purport. So, we should not miss out on what our Vishnu Chakravarti want to, Chakra wants to say in uh, Canto 6, Chapter 3, Verse number 25. I'm just um, opening that book so that I can um, read it out to you all so that we don't miss much. Both 24 and 25 I wish to read out for you all. It is not much, it is little, but we should hear what he has to say. The 24th verse is a little long, but 25th verse is short. So it says, the attentive chanting of the names, pastimes, qualities of Lord destroys the sins of man. But even attentive chanting is not necessary. Sinful Ajamila, so 24th verse I'm reading, sorry. Um, yeah, 23rd verse let me read. Um, 23rd verse is uh, 20... Third verse is just one line. It says one does not have to search for proof. We have a direct example. So 24th verse is um, that the attentive chanting of the names, pastimes and qualities of the Lord destroys the sins of man. But even attentive chanting is not necessary. See, he says like that. Even attentive chanting is not necessary. Sinful Ajamila cries out for his son, uttered Narayana, while dying and still attain liberation. Now, commentary, we'll read it, you see, it's very interesting what he has to say. It's one and a half page, or nearly two pages. 
how can chanting only once namabas destroy all sins now you are saying tan nama grahana dipihi this means that by chanting hearing and other process of bhakti all sins are destroyed and a person attains liberation just not just chanting once a chanting intently um, intently means sankirtanam the names and qualities of the lord destroy the sins of man the word alam indicates that even this is not necessary if one chants only one among all lord's names and not correctly all sins are still destroyed because ajamila's crying out was not proper chanting for and he called for his son named narayana not to the lord he was sinful not pure he was infamous sinner not just some shudra sinner he chanted while suffering the pains of death not with controlled mind and he attained liberation not just destruction of sins that means tan nama grahanaadi bihi so shravanam kirtanam dhyana hare adbhuta karmana janma karma gunanam cha tadarte kila cheshtitam one should always chant here about the extraordinarily wonderful activities of the lord one should meditate upon these activities and one should endeavor to please the lord so that is 11th canto 3rd chapter 27 this this what we saw in prapad purport also and one more verse tasmat sankirtanam vishnur jagan mangalam amsham mahatam api kauravya vidhi aikantika nishkritam ordinate of the kurus please understand that intense chanting of lord's name auspicious for the universe is ultimate atonement for the greatest sins 6th canto 3rd chapter 31st verse says that the next verse quoted here actually prapad has quoted uh, from vishnu chakrit takura's commentaries that's why some of these verses which prapad quoted we are able to see here in vishnu chakrit takura's book also then one more verse he says anudinam idam aadarena shrinvan prutu charitam pratayan vimukta sanga bhagavati bhava sindhu pota pade sacha nipunam labate ratim manushyah it means whoever with great reverence and adoration regularly reads chants and describes the history of maharaja prutu's activities will certainly increase unflinching faith and attention for the lord's lotus feet of the lord the lord's lotus feet are the boat by which one can cross the ocean of nescience canto 4 chapter 423 verse 39 these statements show that in many angas of bhakti one should have complete faith this is stated to increase the prema in those who have no offenses and to destroy the offenses of those who have offenses you see this is very interesting so this verse actually says that who don't have offense they'll get their prema will increase but those who have offenses their offenses will be destroyed see very interesting um, so whatever we are doing if we are just doing with great reverence and adoration regularly we are chanting with reverence we chanting we should chant with adoration and we should regularly read chant so if we are doing all this regularly if we have offenses our offenses will go it will be destroyed and if we don't have offenses then prema in our heart will increase that's what vishnu chakrataka same then evam dharmair manushyanam uddhavatma nivedinam mai sanjayate bhakti konyorto swa syavashishyate these constitute actual religious principles by which those human beings who have actually surrendered themselves to me automatically develop love for me 
what are the purpose or goal could remain for my devotee see he is telling that these human beings have actually surrendered themselves you know they automatically develop love for me what other purpose or goal could remain you know of course we don't have any other purpose other than surrendering and other than developing love of god so he saying if we just surrender love will develop in our hearts so that is uh, from references shrimad bhagavatam 11th canto 19th chapter verse 24 translation vishnu chakra takra is given then vishnu chakra takra writes in the last verse bhakti means prema by saying what are the purpose he excludes liberation namaparada yuktanam naman eva harantyagam avishranti prayuktani tani evartha karanicha the names of the lord destroy the sin of those who have committed offenses to the name by tireless chanting of the names prema will appear so papakshayascha bhavati smaratan tam aharnisham one can become free from all sinful reactions and attain prema simply by remembering the lotus feet of the lord day and night the word cha in the above quote means prema as well as destruction of sin this story shows that by chanting nama basa once one attain destruction of sin and the desire for sin and the root of desire which is ignorance and as well one attains sayujya salokya and other types of liberation so this is what vishnu chakravarti takura is explaining that uh, you know uh, both if you see prabhupada's purport and vishnu chakravarti takura's um, commentary um, both are saying just chant even if you are offensive chanter chant more and if you are not offensive just chant and and prema will take birth in the heart so um, chanting is very much stressed um, knowing that ajamila got uh, you know free from such a terrible life of his simply for calling out the name narayana that to not so clearly at the time of death he might have said instead of narayana he would have called that's it that's all you know it may not even be clear you know he might not even have completed the word narayana um, but um, narayana's dutas came you know so um, the whole thing that we have to understand is that holy name you know is is very very merciful is um, you know i had heard in a small past time that holy name is even more merciful than krishna himself though holy name is krishna himself um for this the story was that once um, uh, sham sundar you know uh, meets radharani and he he tells that uh, you know um please um, uh, i mean she tells him to decorate her feet with some uh, design you know she gives kumkum to krishna um and uh, she says oh, oh sham sundar just decorate my feet and he feels so fortunate that he can play with her feet I mean the form of decorating her feet and um, and he thinks what decoration if it, on her feet this kumkum will stay how fortunate is the kumkum he feels like that this kumkum can stay in her feet but i can't stay in her feet he feels like that so what he does is that he takes the kumkum and says since i can't stay in her feet i will ensure that i still stay in her feet using this kumkum by putting in on her feet my names so he writes shyam 
with the kumkum he writes on her feet sham 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 and on the other feet he takes the kumkum and he decorates her feet with the word sham 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 like this then he feels very satisfied now i am staying on your feet till this kumkum remains i to shall stay so that is where um, the moral is that even if krishna could not get the mercy of staying physically on her feet his name could stay on radharani's feet therefore that which has got more mercy can give more mercy that's why holy name is more merciful than krishna himself that's the moral of the pastime that's why if holy name can be the most merciful then why don't we take shelter of holy names properly with all adarena the word adarena was used in one verse with all respect with all honor with all adoration why don't we call of the holy names so the whole purpose of this big purport is just one thing that please understand that holy name is not ordinary also please understand this kaliyuga is also not ordinary it's a ghastly sinful age but it is also called as golden age only because holy names are there and holy names are so powerful that it can destroy the impact of kali yuga in the hearts of the chanters that is why in this ghastly age of kali let us take advantage so prabhupad wants all of us to take advantage of chanting of the holy names so that we can really um really get the best out of life what is the best thing that we can get is krishna prem so the holy name will take us to the point where we can get krishna prem so um it was a bit too long uh, one but now i will try to quickly do the last one verse that is 25th verse for the day because i wanted to um you know um, make you all hear vishnu chakra takuras purpose that's why we lost some time i'm not able to do five verses pardon me today we just do three verses prayena veda tad idam namaha janoyam devya vimohita matirpata mayayalam tvayam jadikrita matir madu pushpitayam vaitanike mahati karmani yujyamana translation by shrila prabhupada canto 6 chapter 3 text 25 jay shrila prabhupada because they are bewildered by the illusory energy of supreme personality of godhead yajjavalkya and jaimini and other compilers of the religious scriptures cannot know the secret confidential religious system of the 12 mahajanas they cannot understand the transcendental value of performing devotional service or chanting the arikshama mantra because their minds are attracted to the ritualistic ceremonies mentioned in the vedas especially the yajurveda samaveda rigveda their intelligence has become dull thus they are busy collecting the ingredients for ritualistic ceremonies that yield only temporary benefits 
such as elevation to Swargaloka for material happiness. They are not attracted to the Sankirtan movement. Instead, they are interested in Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Purport by Srila Prabhupada, Jaya Srila Prabhupada. Since one may easily achieve the highest success in chanting the holy name of the Lord, one may ask why there are so many Vedically ritualistic ceremonies and why people are attracted to them. This verse answers that question. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter, 15th verse, Vida is Sarveir Ahameva Vedyo. The real purpose of studying the Vedas is to approach the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. Unfortunately, unintelligent people bewildered by the grandeur of Vedic yajnas want to see gorgeous sacrifices performed. They want Vedic mantras chanted and huge amounts of money spent for such ceremonies. Sometimes we have to observe the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies to please such unintelligent men. Recently when we established a large Krishna Balram temple in Vrindavan, we were obliged to have Vedic ceremonies enacted by Brahmanas because the inhabitants of Vrindavana, especially Smartha Brahmanas, would not accept Europeans and Americans as bona fide Brahmanas. Thus we had to engage Brahmanas to perform costly yajnas. In spite of these yajnas, the members of our society performed Sankirtana loudly with Mridangas and I considered the Sankirtana more important than the Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. Both the ceremonies and Sankirtana were going on simultaneously. The ceremonies were meant for persons interested in Vedic rituals for elevation to heavenly planets. Jadi, Krita, Matir, Madhu, Pushpitayam Whereas the Sankirtana was meant for pure devotees interested in pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We would simply have performed Sankirtana but then the inhabitants of Vrindavana would not have taken the installation ceremony seriously. As explained here, the Vedic performances are meant for those whose intelligence has been dulled by the flowery language of the Vedas which describe fruitive activities intended to elevate one to higher planets. Especially in this age of Kali, Sankirtana alone is sufficient. If the members of our temples in the different parts of the world simply continue Sankirtana before the deity, especially before Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they will remain perfect. There is no need of any other performances. Nevertheless, to keep oneself clean in his habits and mind, Deity worship and other regulative principles are required. Srila Jiva Goswami says that although Sankirtana is sufficient for the perfection of life, the archana or worship of the deity in the temple must continue in order that devotees may stay clean and pure. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakura therefore recommended that one follow both processes simultaneously. We strictly follow his principles of performing deity worship and Sankirtana along parallel lines. This we should continue. You see, the Prabhupada is uh, very beautifully telling us that um, even if we are doing house warmings, if for temple, temple warming ceremony, temple inauguration ceremony, he is saying that Vedic rituals were not required. Only loud Sankirtana was enough. Then um, for our house warming ceremony also, we don't need any other costly ajnas. But what he is saying? But Prabhupada was forced to do it <laughs> because of uh, Smartha Brahmanas of Vrindavana because then they would not accept their temple as bona fide. Now if, if, we, if he wants everybody to come to temple then he had to do it for the sake of people like that. If, if our family members should accept us as bona fide 
then we also have to do Guruga Puja, Ganapati Puja, Shiva Puja, whatever is required for our house warming ceremonies. So we have to do so many adjustments just to make our family members get some faith in our process so that they too will eventually come to the point of chanting of the holy names. But in actuality, all this is not required, only that too. Now DT worship also, Prabhupada says, why was it told was, because only when we install deities and when we worship, people will end up forcefully following good cleanliness standards. They'll take up bath in the morning, they'll, they'll fix timings, they'll fix timing for boga for the Lord, fix timing for resting of the Lord. For the sake of Lord's waking up in the morning, we have to sleep early, we have to get up early. So our schedule will be regulated. If that deity worship was not there, only if holy name chanting and hear Bhagavatam and read Bhagavatam, if only this was given to us, there was all chances that we may get up and we may not brush and we may chant and we may uh, read Bhagavatam without a bath and then slowly we may take a bath. We may follow very much unhygienic Shudra standards. We may not stay regulated. If deities are not there, we may not give them boga on time means then we may cook anytime we like, just say Krishna Arpanamastu and eat or things like that. All this Prabhupada didn't want. So Prabhupada's Guru didn't want. So Prabhupada's Guru has instructed strictly that both deity worship and uh, holy name has to go hand in hand. Though holy name alone is enough for delivering everybody. And for Kali Yuga, I, I heard my Guru Maharaj saying that somebody asked a question like, uh, which is more important, you know, um, chanting or reading? So he said, both are very important, you know, in one answer. And in another answer he said, that, um, see, it, it depends on um, the age of Kali. In the age of Kali, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying that Sankirtana is the most important. Yes, reading is very important. Um, chanting is very important. But um, among the all, Shravana, Kirtana, Smarana, Vandana, and all, among all the limbs of Bhakti, chanting is uh, the most important. You know, we have to do everything. We have to do reading. We have to do hearing. We have to do Archana, uh, Diti worship. But um, we have to do chanting. But among all of them, because in Kali Yuga, the one that is most effective is chanting of the holy names. So even if we love reading Srimad Bhagavatam, if we love hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, you know, chanting should be done with highest focus, highest attentiveness, highest adoration for the Lord. Um, then we really can make quick progress. If we do not focus nicely, uh, if we don't have that adoration for the holy name, then even if we are reading Srimad Bhagavatam, our mind may go either here and there and we may not be able to grasp the best out of, best essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. See, we cannot uh, study Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam has to give us mercy to understand. So if our dull heads has to become sharpened, then we have to focus on, uh, you know, in adoration we have to chant the holy names. That chanting of the holy names is uh, going to enable our hearts to understand Srimad Bhagavatam better. So even if we want to hear and grasp Srimad Bhagavatam nicely, we have to chant nicely. So there the time ends and our uh, class also, explanation also ends. And if you have any comments or if you have any questions, um, you can ask now. And I, I will spend only 30 minutes at most uh, for question answer sessions today because I have to do my Bhakti Vaibhava course studies. Hare Krishna. Just a minute, I will mute myself to close my door because my husband's TV is making noise.
Just a minute, I'll mute myself. Yes, you can ask your question, dear Mataji. Hare Krishna Mataji, Madhana Pranam, all glory to Shri Guru Maharaj. Thank you so much for quoting all these verses and everything. But I just want you to also tell us the verses because I was not in the middle able to go to different verses and read them and concentrate so much on verses which are linked to the verses today. If you can share with us, you know, the verses 9, 30 and a few others you mentioned from the Bhagavad Gita. Is it possible? Yes. Yes, it's 9.30 and 9.31 uh, for the first one, which I... But you have to read, it's, I quoted the verse 9.30, 9.31 of Bhagavad Gita from Vishnu Chakrut Thakura's commentary. If you want, I will take a photo of the commentary and post it in case you have no access for Vishnu Chakrut Thakura's commentary. Is that, will that be alright? Uh, yes, Mataji, like you rightly said, we don't have access. So I was wondering where this reading is going on from. So, okay, but we can read from Bhagavad Gita 9, 9.30 and 31. You can read from Bhagavad Gita 9.30 and 31, but you will not get Vishnu Chakrat Thakura's commentary explanation there. Prabhupada okay. just takes the essence and he writes in our purport. But Vishnu Chakrat Thakura, uh, you know, speaks little openly about the honest facts. You know, um, which you will get it only in Vishnu Chakrat Thakura's commentary. You will not get And he is our Acharya from our Parampara. And um, uh, the, there was a topic in uh, Balram Shakti Prabhu's class that if Vishnu Chakrat Thakura is saying one thing and his disciple Baladev uh, uh, Vidya Bhushan is talking another thing, sometimes opposite they both talk. And both are accepted as bona fide. And Prabhupada says another thing altogether. Now, um, if we have to follow in the parampara, if we have to follow what our acharyas are saying, then how we can speak something which is not in line with what they are saying? The answer is, Krishna gives a revelation to, he only explained, Paramitra Prabhu explained, and that's the fact, Krishna gives a revelation of the same verse to his different devotees in different ways, so that different meanings can be given. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself explained Atma Ramascha Munayo Nirgranta Apyurukrame, that verse, you know, Kurvatahayotikim Bhaktim Ittam Bhuta Gunohari, something like that. That particular verse of Srimad Bhagavatam from first canto, I think it's seventh chapter verse number... 10 or 13, something like that. Atma Ramascha Munayo verse. That verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains it in many ways. Maybe 64 ways or something like that. He explains it so many ways, you know. Um, and then he says that every word, you know, um, ha can have different meanings. So all meanings are correct. So one can explain in one way. Another Acharya can explain in another way. None of them are contradictory. Because they... Uh, Krishna's um, um, qualities are like that, that they are different, um, you know, um, at different times, you know, it is, uh, Krishna is uh, differently dealing with different devotees. For some devotees like um, uh, our Pandavas, when um, the Kurus died, that is the Kauravas died, and uh, it was, everybody got settled, and uh, Krishna said, I leave to Dwaraka. Then Kunti Maharani makes her prayers. And at that time, our Yudhishthira Maharaj, after her prayers, still he says, okay, I am going, tata, bye-bye. That time, um, our Yudhishthira Maharaj says, please don't go. We need you. We miss you. He says, okay. And he stays back. 
and in the next two chapters somewhere it is told in the first canto either in the 10th or in the 11th chapter it says that actually krishna stayed back one is to meet bhishma dev one is out of love for yudhishthir maharaj's um, request and one is to console his own sister subhadra because she had lost her only son abhimanyu so he wanted to stay and console her um, you know for few days that's why he stayed there for few more months so krishna here you know he listened to them and he stayed but the same krishna when pracheta saw him and they told please don't go we will miss you he said no i have to go because i have to give darshan to some other devotee who is also waiting he said like that and he went also now why is krishna dealing differently with different devotees it it is his choice he will he knows where with whom what he has to do and he is doing that that's all like that only krishna's uh, bhagavad gita or krishna's bhagavatam is revealed to different acharyas in different ways like um, my mobile you may be seeing the front portion and you may see a glassy surface but i may be seeing the back of the mobile which is having the plastic case which is holding the mobile i may say my mobile is having a plasticky look and you may say that my mobile is having a glassy look now they look uh, contradictory to the listeners but both are right you are talking about the front view i am talking about the back view like that krishna's um, wordings especially the first chapter of bhagavad gita the verse in which it is told that um, you know my party which is protected by bhishma is unlimited and the other party protected by bhima is very limited it is explained um, as, as uh, one way and another way another person i mean vishnu chakravarti thakur and baldev vidyabhushan are guru and shishya both are explaining this verse in total opposite ways one is saying my party protected by bhishma is unlimited and uh, the other party protected by bhima is limited but the other person is uh, saying my party protected by bhishma is limited because old man but the other party protected by bhima young man is very unlimited in strength you know why his double meaning he is speaking because the answer is that uh, these two look opposite guru is saying one thing and shishya is saying another thing how it can be contradictory and which one is true the answer is both are true why the answer is he spoke duryodhana spoke in such a way that bhishma should feel motivated he should think that uh, since i am protecting it is more strong and he, and the others who are um, you know others like dronacharya kripacharya and all others should feel he is saying because our party is protected by aged man bhishma it is weak so you all please fight nicely so he is he is motivating bhishma also uh, by speaking in equivocal type of language and he is motivating others also <clears throat> others will think he is saying bhishma is uh, old so we have to work hard so they will work hard and bhishma will think he is appreciating me and is depending on me so i have to work hard so like this you know if um, if we can understand means we have to understand both are correct and once our gorangdeshan prabhu was saying that um, the elements you know the material elements somewhere it's told 23 somewhere 26 somewhere 25 uh, somewhere 8 now uh, which number is correct he says he says all the numbers are correct we means wherever whatever is said we have to just accept it as correct 
you know, especially Acharyas when they give commentaries in different ways, you have to accept it. Now then why did Prabhupada not pick up these details? Because Prabhupada did not want the sinners to go on sinning. That is why he may not reveal everything what Vishnu Chakra Thakura has told. That's why he said, you learn my purports. That's it. Why? Now, why did these people speak in different ways? Now, why did Vishnu Chakra Thakura, he is known as Rasika Acharya, means his commentaries are like nectar only for devotees because he talks so much about devotion, he talks so much about Krishna's merciful nature where his heart is so big and uh, he's talking so much about how devotees are really crying for Krishna. He explains those in details. What happens, we devotees, we start feeling uh, some relation, you know. Oh, like me only he felt or she felt. Oh, same thing what we are undergoing, they are undergoing. So we will feel so much as if, as if it's spoken about us only. And when we hear about Krishna's merciful nature, we feel, oh, then Krishna will be same with me also. Then that's why only Krishna did all this. That's only I'm feeling like this. That's only these things happen because Krishna is reciprocating. Wow. So like this, we relish it. Who devotees relish it? But Baladev Vidyabhushna, his student, he didn't write like that. He wrote it very technically. It means his, his many purports are simply written to shoot the Mayavadis, shoot the impersonists. Why? Because at that time, there were people who were writing very strong, impersonal um, and um, Mayavadi kind of literatures, it seems, at that time. So, to in order to defeat their commentaries and to bring people into complete conviction that they have to follow Bhakti, that is why um, Baladev Vidya Bhushana wrote commentaries in a way that Mayavadis and impersonalists are totally defeated using Bhagavad Gita verses. So he is speaking fully on technical language, where, uh, you know, with respect to, uh, he is very clearly saying, see, this itself clearly means that only Bhakti Yoga is highest. You know, you cannot think like a Mayavadi, you cannot think like a, a impersonist, like that. Now, Par Prabhupada wrote purport, at that time he went to America, he was preaching to American devotees. So those people didn't know what is Mayavad. <coughs> those people, there were Mayavadis who were coming and there were no proper devotees. So Prabhupada did touch upon it because somebody used to come. But more what he saw was that people are all suffering in Maya. They are all into sense gratification. This is what he saw in America. So Prabhupada spoke heavily against sense gratification. More than talking too much on impersonalism and uh, Mayavadi against that, he spoke more on give up sense gratification and serve the senses of Krishna. That is the point. So he will um, not want to write, you know, that uh, even if you sin and even if you chant, you know, you will still get the benefit. This Prabhupada will not be um, writing because he wrote it according to um, the situation that was there at his time uh, with the Americans. So every Acharya writes commentaries according to the situation in which people are living at that time to help the people of uh, um, those days to help the people of the uh, those days when he is living whatever is required to bring them to senses that is what Prabhupada wrote so what, what Prabhupada wrote is correct or what Vishnu Chakra wrote is correct or Baldevidya Bhushna wrote is correct if you ask Everybody wrote correctly according to the time and circumstance of the people around them. And if you ask whether what he wrote for his time, is it correct for our time? Yes. What he wrote for his time is correct for our time. What Prabhupada wrote for our time is correct for his time. Only thing is people will not be interested in 
our kind of purpose those days and people may not be uh, eagerly looking forward for their kind of purpose today for us today prabhupada's purpose only is the supreme uh, because we are living now and prabhupada has written for the people for next 10000 years of kali yuga for the next 10000 years prabhupada's books will be the basis but then why are we reading acharya's commentaries to know more to know the heart of krishna more to know the heart of devotees more that's why we are reading and whatever they said is correct that should only motivate us to chant better and to follow all rules whatever we have been following better but still since you want to see that purport and since you may not have access i will send the photos of everything i read today after this class on everyday chant group in whatsapp because i am also the admin so i can just post it i will do that today mataji i hope that answers your question hari krishna yes mataji thank you so much and th- i'm really sorry for asking you always some 